Hi there, I'm Jason. And I'm Joseph. And this is the Infinity Cast, where we spill the tea on Marvel and pop culture. This week, we're discussing Star Wars The Bad Batch, Episode 1, Aftermath, and Episode 2, Cut and Run. So let's get into it with the recaps. In the first episode, the Bad Batch, her assisting Jedi Master Dapa Balaba and her Padawan Caleb Doom on the planet Collar. Order 66 is issued and Balaba is killed. The Bad Batch receive the order, but only Crosshair feels compelled to obey it. Caleb escapes thanks to Hunter. Returning to Kamino, the Bad Batch learn that the Clone Wars are over and that the Empire has replaced the Republic. There they meet Omega, a young female defective clone. Admiral Tarkin arrives to evaluate the clone's viability and sends the Bad Batch to eliminate a group of insurgents on the planet Onderon. When they discover that these insurgents are actually refugees and fugitives under Saw Gerrera, Hunter and his men abandon the mission and return for Omega. Tarkin has Crosshair's inhibitor chip enhanced, turning him against his squad mates and forcing the Bad Batch and Omega to flee without him. In the second episode, the Bad Batch and Omega arrive on the planet Seleucami to meet with the clone deserter Cut Laquane. Cut tells Hunter about the inhibitor chips and about his plan to escape with his family now that the military's presence is increasing. The two discover that newly introduced chain codes are needed to book public transport, but they know that Cut will be arrested if he tries to obtain one. Tech and Echo manage to steal and forge some chain codes, and with Omega's help, deliver them to Cut and his family just in time for them to board their transport. Hunter attempts to send Omega with Cut, but she decides to stay with the Bad Batch. I like Omega. I do. Like, I thought she was going to be an annoying brat when I, when the episodes first started. And I thought, like, she was just, like, she was, it was almost playing out to be similar to, like, the Mandalorian, where it's like, you know, armored troop in Star Wars has to take care of little, you know, child. But I feel like we've gotten through that quickly. Like, boom, 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 or not that. And we're going to actually start seeing the, her usefulness pretty soon. Um, Theory has it that she is probably a force sensitive or something else is going on that where she has an ability um, just like the others do. So I'm really curious where that's going to go. Um, overall, I really like the, the like the episode. I like the show. Uh, it's a nice new take on Star Wars and sequel series of the Clone Wars and really showing us uh, the, the dark path that that the empire led through from a society standpoint, uh, got, got some great cameos from Kenan Jarrus and Saw Gerrera. Um, first pilot was basically three episodes, three acts of very distinct things. Uh, loved it all. I think my only, my only complaint was that in doing the whole Kenan Jarrus thing, they kind of retconned the, uh, comic book origin of the exact same like event that happened because they had covered, uh, Kanan Jarrus is Order 66. And even though it takes place on the same planet, uh, the, the beats are very, very different. Yeah. And they, they had done something similar uh, with Ahsoka in the final story from the Clone Wars. So I kind of wonder, what is the point of having a story group that is supposedly in charge of this canon if they are just going to retcon things? Exactly. Exactly. And that's something that I think Disney really needs to figure out. And like, I trust Dave Filoni to like, all right, I'm making this choice because this is where I want the story to go. And it just shows that he was not consulted on every iota of Star Wars lore. I mean, why would he? He's, he's just Dave Filoni in charge of this show or that show. He's not Kathleen Kennedy yet. Um, but you know, that's, that's the problem. Like if you're not going to take all Canon seriously, and if you're just going to retcon things as you go on, then what's the point of all this transmedia, which you say is canon? Like, I enjoy the Marvel comics of Star Wars 
which I take as canon. But if you're just going to like, oh, you know, we have another idea for something in the show. So we're just going to ignore all that. And just here we are. Then what's the point? Everyone was upset when they wiped away the EU. But I think one of the selling points of wiping away the EU was, okay, well, now everything counts. Everything is canon. Everything that we put out from this point forward is canon. Yeah, so when they retcon something like this, I'm just like, mm, that's really fucking it. It's, mm, it just doesn't sit right with me. Even if it's even if it's with the best of intentions with the best writers. That being said, like, all right, I, I give Dave Filoni a little bit of of, of leeway with, with this stuff because I, I trust in him and I want to see where he's going with this. Just like I'm like, I, he can't be just redoing the Mandalorian type of stories of protecting a child from the Empire because I know he's smarter than this. And I know this is going to lead somewhere else where that's the main story. He's just using this as a tool, a vehicle to get where we want to go. Um, also, it was kind of a weird choice to bring back Freddie Prince Jr. to be child Kanan. I thought it was cute. I don't think, I didn't think that was weird. I heard a few people to mention like that. It was weird. Like he, that he couldn't get the voice down. I'm like, it's fine. He's adorable. I, I love bringing Freddie Prince Jr. for a little bit of Kanan love. Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't mad about it. I just was like, he does not sound like a 12-year-old child. No, he does not sound like a 12-year-old kid. He sounds like an 18-year-old kid. But like, you know, okay, you know, Kanan got, you know, he, he was always, uh, he was always born to be more adult than, than he was. Yeah. He's a Jedi Padawan in the middle of a war. Let his voice sound a little gruffer. Did you see the online chatter about them whitewashing the character though? Kanan? Yeah. Because a, in in Rebels, he is portrayed as being like a little bit darker skinned, and then in yeah, this, he's he a white boy. In this one, he's pure white boy. No, I didn't see the online chatter about it, but yeah, I mean, now that you bring it up, he's like, okay, yeah, he's he's a white boy. Yeah, he's very pale. Um, the other cameo that I was really excited about was having Tom Kane do the narration to the first episode. Yeah, and I think it, it kind of disappointed some people that he didn't do it for the second. But I, I get it that they did that. It's continuity. That's the end of the Clone Wars, you know? Exactly. It's still, I mean, it's, the pilot is just going to give me something else. I have to edit into the master, like Revenge of the Sith, end of Clone Wars, you know, master edit, where all these things are happening at once. Um, add another, and add another half an hour to it now. But... I, I love that they did that because it really, even the title sequences showed that this was was Clone Wars, but now we're evolving it to the next level. Um, and so I hope we see more about what, what happened with the clones, what's all of the clones, you know, because we have a lot of clones that we have to suddenly dispose of. And I'm pretty sure they're not all just going to retire in a, in docking fields or anything. So I don't know. Going back to Omega, though, you were you're right. Omega is super adorable uh, and very <laughs> and the voice acting for her is very Kiwi. Yeah, it is very much. I, I, I think um, I'm really curious what they're doing with the character because I definitely feel akin to her. I just don't know why there's something very familiar and lovable and comforting about her. I just I, I dig it. Um, and her relationship with um, with Hunter, I really I, just all of them. I, I dig the Bad Batch. And I, I feel like I shouldn't because there's so much archetypal tropes there, but it, it works so well together that if you really do a good story with them, I'm going to follow you all the way. I don't I think the archetypes work. I, I like that they're kind of building on the characterizations from the last season of The Clone Wars, because when they introduced the characters, uh, I, I thought they were kind of one note 
in the Clone Wars, but like yeah, they were they were very one then because I feel like that's we have we have three episodes to really like it's really still about the Clone Wars and these characters, but we have three episodes to really like show off these guys and we have all the story and exposition to tell. So we're not really going to give you too much other than like this one is this power, this one does that power, this was that power. Like I'm used to Transformers, and that's how you introduce Transformers. Like this is their vehicle mode, and this is their special ability. Done. Boom. Next character. Move on. Sell a toy. Um, but he, we're getting wonderful characterizations of these of these characters now um, that I'm enjoying. Uh, maybe it's just I, it's been so long since I've had good Star Wars content that I'm all excited and won't eat up anything. But I I am thoroughly enjoying what we've gotten so far. Yeah, I don't know if I don't know if Omega is force sensitive, um, but like Cut said in the second episode, the Kaminoans don't clone without. A purpose so i i am i'm interested to see what would that purpose ends up being yeah and like the idea is that she is the last clone made right like she is she is she is it she is literally the omega of this entire project um so what were they going for like and she's part she's part of the bad batch i guess in that mentality that she's a mutant I just like that she's the anti-Anakin. I bet she'd fucking love sand. <laughs> she does. She was looking at that dirt. She was like, what is it? I love it. Ah, to be young and dirty. I know, right? Um, I like that we got uh, cut back into the scene. You know, he was a nice little, like, uh, vehicle to get us off world and, and have the clones, uh, you know, have the Bad Batch kind of understand what the overall circumstance is. Rex got a little bit of a shout out. It was just here like a day ago. He's fine. He's going off doing his thing. Yeah, I feel like we're going to I mean, I know we're getting Rex eventually because I think he was briefly in one of the trailers, but little, little Rex breadcrumb. Yeah, a little Rex breadcrumb, though. I mean, like the Bad Batch existence, just like a lot of when you do Star Wars prequel shit, you're like, well, where are they in the later shit? Like, I, I get that they're a later creation. And that's why they're not in anything else. But, you know, it doesn't mean that the Bad Batch are destined to all die. You know, if if Omega is a force sensitive something or even anything special beyond just like, oh, her superpower is she can flick safety pins at the speed of light, like whatever, whatever her superpower is, um, it means that that she's not going to be involved and they're not going to be involved in the events that come later. Like everyone's going to die in three seasons. Well, I mean, we said the same thing about like Ahsoka when we didn't know what her fate would be. You know, and True. she and now she's got her own show in the Mandalorian era. So. so, yeah, you never know. It's a big it's a big universe. Is it, though? Because I feel like Star Wars Galaxy is literally the smallest galaxy anyone could have asked for. It's like Las Vegas. It is both a big place, but also an incredibly small place where you run into people all the time. Yeah. So everyone knows everybody in that galaxy, like everybody. And apparently speed of light is is fine. To get, you know, not going to obsess over it. It's fine. It's fine. It's not Star Trek. Not meant to be. Why didn't Order 66 affect cut? That was my question. Yeah, I was wondering the same thing. Like when we when I knew we were going there, like I was like, are they going to find like a very like freaked out cut looking to kill everything? Is it, is, you know, like holding like a, a knife to his wife and his kids, you know, like what what's going on? My thought was that he maybe he always had a defective chip and maybe that's why he was able to defect. Maybe that, that would be a nice rationalization before the fact um, that would work out. I'd, I'd accept that as canon. I don't think we're going to get more on it. So it's probably going to be the head canon. I don't know. I feel maybe he'll come back. I mean, they, they use him every once in a while. I mean, all all the all the clones with characters 
character names I think are going to be very small and in between. And I think they are all going to have purpose and they matter more now. So I think keeping them close to the cuff, especially if this is, this is probably the last of any clone wars era content prequel stuff that we're ever going to get in star Wars. This era, this is probably the last bit of that, this transition between Republic and the empire. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm excited about this time period. Cause I've always kind of wondered like what it was like, Turning the Republic into the Empire. Yeah, the Darth Vader comics went into it a little bit. I, I I just kept reading the pages over and over and over again, looking for like little clues about what happened to the clones, what happened to the during the hunt of the Jedi. You know, the one of the things that we never had done so far. I, I, we saw it a little bit in Rebels, but watching the Darth Vader hunt down, you know, the last of the Jedi Knights, and I, I I'm here for that, but we never got that. So now we have the slowly for the quickly actually forming of the empire you know chain codes everything else that stuff's really fascinating and cool we have no idea what's going to happen to the remainder of the clones but they're you know, they're already talking about you know replacing it with an infantry you know recruitment army uh kind of a thing and so okay so it's happening but i what happens i think is still the big blank um and we're still not seeing like vader or his uh, hit squad go after any Jedi yet. So it, but it's not, since we don't have a Jedi, it's not about that. Um, it's, I'm curious because there's still a lot of questions about this time period. And I, this show doesn't seem set up to answer them. This is, this is literally a show that like, I, I can't guess the end game of this. No, I, I don't know. It's, it sounds silly, but like, I don't know why, why this show exists. Like, of all the Star Wars things that they could tell us, the stories that they could tell us, why this? And there's usually an intention behind it, other than, like, it'd be cool and we could sell toys of these five figures. And, like, all right, yeah, you want to do, like, a Ninja Turtle line? I'm, I'm there for it. I'm like, okay. Um, but I, I trust Dave Filoni's a lot smarter than that, and he has broader intentions than just that. So what is this show really about? And I, I, we don't know that yet. Yeah, when I first heard about this show, uh, before they even announced it, I was just like, why? Like, I don't get it. It wasn't like, oh, we're going to get the Bad Batch, you know, those characters you beloved from Clone Wars. And I'm like, I mean, the characters you literally just introduced, like, five seconds ago. Yeah, you love those guys. There's, like, the Hulk one, and uh, the one with the knives, and... Uh, and Echo. Who is the only one who I really gave a shit about at that moment in time? I can't wait until he gets reunited with Rex. Yeah, I know. Well, that's the thing. Like, I actually really like seeing them now. I really like them. I am fans of them. I am fans of this group. I like the tropes. It works for me. But I just don't know where we go. Like, where are we going? Like, I got in the car. I'm here for it. But we're on a road trip. It's late at night. And I have no idea what's going on or where we're going. But all I know is this is blonde kid in the back and... She's cool. I just don't know why she's here. So where are we going? I have no idea where this vehicle's going. Stop the bus. <laughs> Do you have your chain code? That was cool that we got the the Empire feeling bureaucratically evil immediately, which is like, nope, your credits ain't worth anything. We're transferring everything over. Everyone's going to be registered. You need to register so that you can use your money or do anything. Do anything. Like, yep, that's how you do it. Fascism. Fascism. We love fascism. It's our favorite. But that's it. That's where it's at. I guess the only thing I could say 
Because I don't have a lot to say because the episodes are so straightforward. There is something going on with the Kaminoan who helped Omega escape. Nala say, because she was just like, all right, I'm just going to help these guys. And maybe there's going to be a little bit of a rebellion in Kamino. Because I know in Star Wars lore, there was a rebellion on Kamino. Yeah, isn't it? I think it's in one of the video games. Yeah, it was uh, like the 501st video game or one of those things and so there there's there was something like they rebelled against the empire and then the empire like had to retake camino so maybe we're building up to that something like that yeah i mean i could see that happening it should be cool like basically this show is all about the end of the clones so i could see that like the entire show devoted to like the extinction of of the clone people and then the bad batch goes out with like a blaze of glory like a very alamo Sounds felony in its tragedy. Or maybe they'll maybe they'll revive the a rejected ending of Rogue One, where everyone just like gets encased in carbonite. It was like one of the alternate endings because the director didn't think that Disney would just let him kill off all the characters, and then they were like, "No, you can do that." Oh, okay. I'm gonna kill everybody then. Okay, okay. We're not. We're not. I'm not joking here. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. Yeah, go do it. We don't care. Yeah, but I, I guess the original alternative was that like they would be in a ship escaping and like a carbonite bomb or something would go off. And basically they would just all be encased in carbonite and set adrift. How very Buck Rogers to be revived at some point in the future if needed. Yeah, exactly. It's very Buck Rogers. And then it go loops around the solar system. And then it's like, Oh, Endor's done. Woohoo. What's that? We're finding our sensors, this carbonite meteor. Oh my God. There's people. I know that person. It's con wrong franchise. <laughs> wrong franchise is crosshair the first death trooper is like the way he looked at the end of that episode like all in black and with the helmet like i was just like he looks a lot like a death trooper that'd be really cool if that's where it goes and like his armor is death trooper-esque and that what leads to that creation and he just becomes like a a mindless slave the other direction is like he eventually will get fixed and will end up back in 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 the group I think it's more compelling if he stays the antagonist. No, I mean, I, I think so, too. I just I could see it happening both ways um, because of like, oh, we got we crosshairs. We only we hardly knew you. And the tragedy is that he is still with their family and they'll still want to, to save him if they figure out how to. I mean, if it's just the chip, then they just got to remove the chip. You know, if you're if your brother, you know, who you've been serving with for years and years and years and loyal and you, you, you love is suddenly brainwashed and all you have to do is do a little bit of brain surgery to fix it. Then you're going to do that brain surgery. You're going to do whatever you can to do that rather than have him chase your ass around the galaxy. Yeah. Maybe, maybe Rex will tell him how to do it. Yeah. I mean, obviously we already got the information. We have acknowledged the first two episodes were all about like, let's, we have to get the bad batch up to date on the stuff. The audience knows, you know, like these things are about chips. These things are about programming people. You know, not all the clones were affected in the same way because they had defective chips. You know, had to go to your to your thing. Like, cut probably had a defective chip in the first place. That's a nice way of looking at it. Not all the the bad batch mostly is immune to it because they're all fucked up in the head. Except Crosshairs was a little less fucked up than the others. So, yeah, I mean, like Omega wasn't affected, but she's also defective. Speaking of defective, I loved the moment where that medical droid was like. I need I need to tell you guys your defective clones. I'll let, I'll give you some time. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Also, I'm just glad that they brought AZ back because I loved AZ in that little like arc 
I'm surprised he's still around. I mean, like the way the uh, Kaminoans just like treat their droids and stuff. I figured they would have destroyed him and, um, you know, like put him down by now, like an old yeller dog. That's the thing about droids. You can just wipe them. Yeah. So he's probably wiped. His personality still there. Still as clumsy and adorable as ever. I was really hoping that they would take him with them and he would be like the droid on the show because I love that droid. Yeah, I know. He's, he is an adorable droid. Maybe he, again, maybe he'll come back and he'll work with Nalase. Yeah, my, my prediction is that this is eventually going to lead to a, a, a Kaminoan civil war. That's that's what that's going to happen. It's everyone's all freaking out. Even the, even the prime minister is just like, I don't know where this is going. We're just going to play both sides versus the middle until we know because this empire I don't trust and they're not adhering to their contracts and it was pretty fucked up that tarkin was like oh your contracts were with the republic and that doesn't exist anymore so fuck you yeah it was like haha <laughs> we changed their name all contracts are dead like, you son of a fucking tarkin's just an asshole no matter what also i felt like they aged him up too much because he looks way older than he did in the clone wars episodes he was in I think he looks older than he did in the Rebels episodes he was in. <laughs> and that's like 20, 20 years from now. Yeah, I think there's a little little weird continuity with his uh, animated look, but whatever. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. I'll take it. I mean, Tarkin, old, angry, bitter. I want I want a book about Tarkin that like shows why he's such an angry, that miserable bastard. And I'm sure it exists, but like, I want to know like how his mother treated him. You know what I mean? Like, I want to get into his deep childhood traumas. Who hurt you, Tarkin? Who fucking hurt you? But a Jedi took away his toys. I think I think Tarkin's thing was like maybe when he was a kid, he like he really wanted to have force powers and he didn't and he was dejected. So he just became an angry old military man. No, I feel like that that was the original uh, Trevolo script thing for Hux. I like I feel like that was the original like he was obsessed with like being a Jedi and he couldn't. So he just decided to kill everyone like Hitler and being a painter. Fascism comes from lots of traumas, lots of various traumas. Can't be a painter, can't be a Jedi. I will kill everybody now. It's going to be really hard to review this show, I feel. It really, I feel like it is. Our reviews are going to be like 10 minutes long. Yeah, uh, so what would you think of the newest episode of Bad Batch? I liked it. What about you? I liked it too. All right. Back to you, Bob. (laughs) See you next week. We may not need to do two, two, uh, two podcasts. We'll just like toy in bad batch with loki at the beginning <laughs> all right let's talk about loki now let me get that out of the way until there's some more things to talk about because there isn't there isn't there isn't even a lot of easter eggs in the show right now there's just we could talk about like saw Gerrera's army of militants like like he's angry immediately duh he's saw Gerrera. oh man saw Gerrera is angry i didn't see that plot point coming Right, exactly. So it's like there's really nothing to talk about other than like, let's just go over the obvious. As soon as they said that there were insurgents on Onderon, I was like, oh, cool. We're getting to Saw Gerrera already. Neat. Yes. <laughs> no episode three shit. Nope. It's act two and episode one. All right. Okay. My friends gave me shit because I was like, we're getting three episodes when this when the first aired. And they, they aired all three like episode sized parts as like one single movie. And I was like, see, it's only one episode. I'm like, technically, you're right. But technically, it is three episodes. And it's not because it's not just like three like acts of of one same story. It's like three specific plot points in one thing. It's like 
really you cut that first episode into three parts no one's going to know any difference it, it had an each episode had an ending and then we continue to the next one so that was three episodes worth of content that is approximately right it's a good premiere though it was no what i mean I, considering the last time we had like a premiere movie kind of experience when it came to animated content um, much better experience this m- time much better experience i went to the theaters for that shit I see. I didn't. I didn't see the Clone Wars movie until like four years ago or five years ago. Whenever I originally watched Clone Wars, and uh, I'm, I'm glad I didn't try to see that in theaters. Yeah, they really tried to push that on us as as a theatrical experience, and it's like it's still Lucas just merchandising everything and trying. And I'm so happy that eventually his influence phased out and we got smarter, more creative people who followed Lucas's example, but did it better, in my opinion. So, like, that's how that's how Clone Wars evolved. And I'm like, oh, I'll take it. But that first movie was, ugh, this, this worked for me. This worked. Like, but I will say, like, it worked. I'm, I'm not sitting here praising it because because I don't get it yet. I don't understand it yet, but it's good for what it is and I'm enjoying it, but I'm not going to sit here and like scream and like cream all over it yet because I, I just don't get it yet. other than just enjoying what it is for what it is. That's the thing. Like we don't know where this is going, but we're in for it. We're going to watch it. It's Filoni. It's Star Wars. I'll take it. And we got nothing going on to Loki anyway. So bring it on. Bring it on. Probably going to get some Rex. Probably going to get some Ahsoka. Hopefully we'll get some Jedi hunting Vader stuff and more anger in the Kamoan rebellion. There's a lot of stuff, a lot of potential here. I think we'll get some more bicep curls with a gonk droid. Definitely that. That gonk droid's in for the long haul. Gonk droids are so dumb, but I love them. I'd watch a movie with them. Gonk, a Star Wars story. Gonk droid the movie. I'd totally be there. All right. So make sure to like, subscribe, and please tell your friends. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at InfinityCast, spelled Infinite A Cast. And you can email us at InfinityCast at gmail.com. Until next time, I'm Jason. And I'm Joseph. And we'll see you guys next week.